This is Indie Business Podcast, episode 83. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I'm your host, entrepreneur, mentor, and coach Donna Maria, the founder and CEO of Indie Business. My goal is to help you build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I interview Sarah Janetin of Blank Mason Candles in Chicago, Illinois. With a newly proposed lease in her hand, Sarah literally started her business the month the pandemic hit. She made an impressively quick pivot to the internet and has not looked back. Her Blank Mason brand is all about the personalization and customization of scent. And you will love hearing not only how she pivoted to get her business started, but how she has complemented a core line of products and fragrances by adding a choose your own fragrance option so customers can select a scent formula that appeals uniquely to them. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 83. But first... This episode of the Indie Business Podcast is brought to you by the Indie Business Retreat. Join me in January for a transformational time of learning, growth, and masterminding at the beautiful Club Med Miches Playa Esmeralda in the Dominican Republic. Enjoy snorkeling, whale watching excursion, and the opportunity to strategize in paradise as you formalize your plan for an amazing year in business. Reserve your spot before they're all gone at IndieBusinessRetreat.com. And now let's meet Sarah Janetin of Blank Mason Candles in Chicago, Illinois. Well, hello there, Sarah Janetin of Blank Mason Candles in Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Hi, Donna. Thanks for having me today. So you make these amazing candles. And the first question I have is like, where did the name Blank Mason come from? Yeah, well, I appreciate um, talking about the candles. Uh, To give you a little background, uh, the name Blank Mason came from, we originally were going to open up a candle bar and COVID hit. So we had to sort of pivot. Uh, So with the blank jar, it was going to be starting from a blank Mason, right? Just a blank slated jar that you can then create your own custom candle from. That is such a cool story. Like it's so simple and succinct. I never would have, I was looking for like, is someone's last name blank or, and you know, it's funny because I did think of the Mason connection, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So I'm so glad I started with that question because I love that idea. It's brilliant. So tell me a little more about this pandemic pivot that you had to do. Yeah, so last year, um, March, we were looking at brick and mortar um, locations to do a candle bar where you go in, you pour your own candle. So picking from the masons to the scents and then customizations of botanicals, dried flowers or in crystals. Um, Well, we know (laughs) March happened, COVID hit. So we decided to pivot and launch e-commerce. So with that, we launched in July, a little bit of a learning curve there just because we had a really focused and tune in on the packaging since we'd be shipping them out rather than people coming into the store and creating 
creating them. Um, with that, we launched our Sixth Sense, and then we went into the custom create your own candle online. Um, so online, you can now pick your um, your own custom candle in terms of the mason, the scent, and then we create it here and we ship it out to you. So Sarah, how far along were you? Like, had you picked out a space? Had you paid a, a security deposit? Where were you when the pandemic actually stopped you and forced you to switch gears? Yeah, great question. We had a lease in our hands. So we had uh, fine-tuned a location um, and a beautiful, beautiful place at Old Orchard Mall. And we're still now looking and talking back with them right now, actually, to shift back into that brick-and-mortar location. And why a candle business? Like DIY is so hot and like it shows absolutely no signs of cooling off. And I'm so excited about that. And I know you had lots of options when you were thinking about starting a business. So tell us why candles. I've always loved candles. So I think candles really definitely bring you back to your senses, right? I remember, you know, certain stores I would walk by and smell scents and be like, oh, I remember that it brings me back to my childhood or certain songs or recipes. So when I'm always hosting friends and family, I love to have candles lit. It definitely brings a different aura, brings back memories, good times. Um, so I really enjoy the candle. Scent is so magical, isn't it? It transforms yeah. like everything. And that's that's such an exciting thing. And you know, I'm I'm still I'm still stuck on blank mason. That is such a great idea because the idea of coming into a place and having a blank slate that the I can then put my own stamp on, the idea of that and the imagery of that is and the connection to that name blank, it's very powerful. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, and to be able to create your one of a kind, I think it's important to everyone because not everyone has, you know, the same preferences, right? And I think nowadays everyone's looking for something that's unique and, and you know, true to them. So being able to have that experience mm -hmm. and creating your own, I just think it just, it makes wonders. I, I really enjoy it myself, being able to do the candles. I love being able to do the custom candles for everyone. Um, so I appreciate it. So when you made this pivot, Sarah, um, you started a business online and like, what was the first thing you did? Did you start selling just already scented candles or like, what exactly did you do and bring us forward to what you're doing now? So this would cover a 12 month or so period. Yeah, absolutely. So we launched, we really wanted to make sure we had the concept down. So we launched with six sense, which is our core collection, um, really just seeing the feedback, what people liked and didn't like. And then from there, we decided, okay, we're going to go and do the custom experience online. So fast forward, we were able to do that. And we also launched it on a wholesale level. Um, so it, it's been a wonderful feedback. We have a lot of different wholesalers that are really tapping into that because not only does, you know, the storefronts, you know, the boutiques of the world, the salons of the world, the med spas of the world, and even the real estate agents um, and such like that, they want something that's one of a kind and we're finding that more so. Um, so we're seeing a lot of um, wholesalers not only carry our line, but also create their own because they can have fun with it and brand their own and really just have something that's unique to them. Wow, that that's so great. And so starting with six cents, obviously a super smart thing to do. Um, because so often as makers, don't we want to start with like a hundred 
because we love them all. Like we just want right. to just like make all the things. So that's such a smart thing to do. So you started with six and now you have the ability for people to order the customized versions to suit themselves. So tell us a little bit about how that evolved and how that works. Yeah, so we had created a nice, smooth um, process online. So it starts with picking out your favorite scent. So it brings you through the different categories. And then from there, you can choose what makes the most sense to you based on the notes that are on there. So you can read through the different notes. And then from there, you're picking your mason size. So do you want something that's, you know, more of a travel size or something larger for larger rooms um, in, in your space? And then from there, um, we also did launch the diffusers and the scented beads. So those are very similar structure of being able to pick the mason to the scent and also like the reeds, you know, did you want something that's more natural or that we also have black, something that's more chic. Um, so it's been a fun experience to be able to bring that, you know, through the technology side onto the platform. Well, and speaking of technology, which of course we all need in order to be successful online or really anywhere these days in business, what technology did you use? Like, do you have a Shopify site and how complicated or not was it to set this customization up? Yeah, great question. So I've, I've been very lucky to work with a couple uh, gentlemen that have been are very good on the technology side. A lot of learning curve for myself too, but we use WooCommerce. Um, so the benefit of a WooCommerce site, sort of you own it, right? Uh, rather than the Shopify, you're sort of paying monthly. And at the end of the day, they own that biz or your website, right? Um, so on the WooCommerce, it's been... Um, it's been fun to learn um, and definitely, you know, sometimes challenging because as you make slight changes, you have to make the changes to the site. And that typically comes with coding and such like that. So if you can learn it and or you have people to back you up, they're really good at it. It's very beneficial on the WooCommerce side. I love that you mentioned that, you know, because um, I am um, have been uh, over the past, I guess, several months putting together my own apothecary brand. And I initially start, and then the pandemic hit. Unlike you, I did not pivot, however. I just did nothing. <laughs> but but um, um, I, you know, it's interesting that I originally came out of the box thinking I would use Shopify, and I changed my mind and decided I would use WordPress um, for a variety of reasons. So it's interesting that you say that. I'm so glad you found someone who will work with you and not only do it for you, but teach you how to do it. Like, it sounds like you found someone that will help you. So you don't always have to pay them. Is that kind of how things have been working out? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big learner. I love to be able to take on stuff and just really understand it, right? And do the legwork, the logistics behind it. I think that has helped me be as mm -hmm. successful as I have been today um, because it is hard when you're waiting on someone who might actually have other clients and you're trying to launch something or shift something really quickly. So taking the time to say, hey, teach me how to do this while you're doing it has been very helpful. Yes. And isn't Zoom the best thing for that? I can't tell you how many times I've got with my team and like, show me how to do that and let's Zoom a recording <laughs> so that yeah. I can do it myself in the future. And it is so empowering, isn't it? It is. It is very helpful. Thank God for technology nowadays. <laughs> so, you know, I look back over my career as an entrepreneur and I think if there was one thing, if there was one 
um, expertise that I would have chosen to develop in hindsight, Sarah, it would have been something along the line of graphic design. And one of the first things I noticed about your brand is the beautiful aesthetic. Do you, do you do that? And do you have design experience? Because it's really, really appealing and stunning and in its simplicity. Oh, thank you so much. You know what? I have been doing everything myself on, on terms of the graphic side. I do not have a background in it. I think I just have an eye for it. So, you know, with nowadays, with all the social media and everything on the internet, I do a lot of research. What do I like about a brand? What don't I like about a brand? You know, what catches my eye? What doesn't, you know, um, what would people like, right? So I went through probably about four versions of our labels before getting through to that one. And it was a lot of leaning hands on family, friends, um, you know, posting stuff on social media, seeing what people liked. Um, but I came down to just a very simple, you know, label that's just unique and it can fit into everyone's space. Right. Um, so that's how I came about it. And I really just try to look at, you know, everything around me and just sort of understand, you know, why do people like those brands? What's standing out? So that's sort of where I've gotten my experience and knowledge is, you know, the internet and leaning hands on, you know, friends and family to get some input. Yeah. You know, I know we're not supposed to have envy, but I have design envy because I, thought, I said she has to be professionally trained. And what you're saying is this is a gift. So I know we all have our own gifts, but I'm super jealous that you got that one and I did it. Um, <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. Well, but thank you. Color if you need palette. any help, I'll definitely help you. I don't think oh I'm an expert by any means, but I definitely... Um, I'm always there to help. That's one other thing that I love. I love mentoring and helping people because mm. it's, you know, when you go to start to think about starting your own business, there's so many things that make you like, oh no, I don't want to do this. Right. Or someone else is doing something this similar. Right. But it's like, everyone's story is unique. Right. And being able to have Very someone true. there to help you like, no, but let's just take a step, take this first step and let's do this. Right. So um, that's a big thing that I love to do is just, you know, take the initiative, take that first step. You know, what's, what, what's the worst thing that can happen? Someone says no, or you fail the first time. Well, you learn right. from those times. So. Right. Sarah, I love your point about, um, you know, sometimes we can be held back by someone's already doing that. And like, I, I'd like to pause on that point for a minute, because I hear that a lot. You probably hear that a lot from people that are just like, well, I want to do that, but so many other people are already doing it. And your point about the story is so important. Um, but the other thing, too, is that there's nothing that you can do, almost nothing that you can do, that someone isn't already doing. Like, so if, if that's your criteria, you'll never do anything, right? Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know how many candle businesses there are out there? You know, so when you start doing your research and you look at that, you're, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, wow. But guess what? My story is unique. My story is different. You know, what makes us different is we're doing that custom experience. We're doing the one of a kind uh, candles. So I think that's what makes us unique. You know, you have to just understand why are you doing it and what is it that makes you different? And when you really tune in and focus on those, you know, those things, it, it, it elevates you, right? Elevate your story, elevate you and, and guide you into developing something that is different. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about your plan 
uh, once we finally do ease out of this uh, COVID-19 situation that we're in, what is the plan to go back to the original business model to have a physical presence? Yeah, great question. So we're actually looking at properties right now. Um, You know, we are looking at the timing and the strategy behind it. Um, So what's nice is you look at, you know, retail spaces, you are getting more bang for your buck right now, right? But you also do have the scare of, will I have enough foot traffic to really, you know, make this successful in the first couple of months? So right now we are just strategically being aware of where we're going to be placing ourselves. So we still love the old orchard mall, which is out of Skokie. We think the concept over there would be great um, just because it's outdoors and there's still foot traffic there. And you look at um, now the city compared to suburbs, right? Never did I think that a mall downtown would be empty compared to the suburbs. And it is because downtown, you have a lot more tourism. So you look at the concept of those malls and they're very, they're struggling even more so, but you look at the mall in the suburbs where they're actually having more foot traffic because everyone's staying home and it's, you know, you're, you know, everyone's shopping locally, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Not going down to the cities as much. So I think we have really pinpoint where we want to be and where we think would be the most successful. Now it's just the timing of going in there and signing a lease that makes sense for us. So we definitely think by year end or early next year, we will definitely have our brick and mortar launched. That is so exciting. And so when when you think about and look forward to your launch, How do you organize in your mind the type of experience that you want people to have? Because so, I mean, so much of buying any product these days, whether you have a brick and mortar or not, is about that experience. Can you share with us a little bit of your mindset and your approach to the experience that you want to deliver to your customers, actually, whether it's online or off, since you're going to be doing both? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first off is the education piece, right? We want everyone to come in and feel comfortable enough to be able to do and create a one of a kind candle. And through that is going to be the education. So we are going to have our um, scent specialists that are going to be able to be there to guide you through the process. So as you're picking your vessel to your scents and having questions regarding those all the way through showing and doing the workshop, right? what is the first step? What's the second step and how do you do it? So the education through that process is going to make that experience rememberable um, and teaching them, you know, that you can do this, right? Um, and it's sometimes you just need to be taught and and having a fun, engaging environment while doing it, it's going to be great. Uh, so we definitely want to keep that top of mind is, you know, you're going in, you're having a unique experience, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be engaging. Um, and, they're, and it's going to draw them back to want to bring friends and family or even around the holidays. Hey, I want to actually create something custom um, so I can gift custom uh, things to, you know, my close loved ones. So um, I think that's the most important to us. Sarah, do you have any ideas about how you're going to encourage people to post about their experience on Instagram while they're in your store or immediately, you know, after they leave? Yeah, I think the experience itself is going to be Instagrammable, right? I think people are going to say, oh, this is so cute. It's niche. I like it. I want to 
post about it. It's a fun activity. Um, and not only that, our branding behind it's going to be very Instagrammable. You know, we know stores opening nowadays, you want to have Instagrammable moments within it. So I think that's going to be important factors, the overall brand and the look um, that people are going to be wowed when they walk in and they're going to want to post it. That's so exciting. Like I'm already ready to come shopping. Um, <laughs> have to wait to have just, you. just a little while. Well, I do have some road trips planned, but we'll talk about that later because I can't really plan them outside of my head right now. But soon it looks like I will be able to, and I'm super excited about that. So when you um, think about, um, you know, your customers, the people that buy and so forth, like how many different channels do you sell your products in? Like wholesale, retail, online, you know, in person, like what are the different ways that you sell your products? What are your sales channels? Yeah, great question. So leading up to present day, we have a mixture. We do a lot of different pop-up events. Um, so really trying to create that brand awareness, um, you know, locally in front of people. And then we also have our e-commerce, which we're on all of our social media platforms, as well as, um, Sorry, I was going to say Pinterest, Etsy, uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, and then we have our wholesale. Um, so really fine tuning in on either local boutiques, um, you know, uh, nationwide boutiques, spas, and then we're finding a huge push when it comes to real estate agents and mortgage brokers, um, and they love being able to gift that because when someone's coming to their new home what better is it to have a nice little candle there? So we're seeing a big push with that. That's great. That's a great idea. It's so wonderful to have multiple options like that. And I love it. Tell me a little bit about how you use Etsy. Is that more of a, like a social media thing or do you like actually update your listings and do a lot of sales through there? You know what? I think Etsy has really pivoted and shifted. They definitely push a lot more brands that want to do the ads. We haven't seen as much traction as we would have liked um, on Etsy so far, but we're always updating our listings. We're always making sure it's up to date. Uh, We have trickled with some ads, um, but that is definitely a channel that we would like to be more strategic about. Um, but majority of our flow on the e-commerce side is coming through our website and then our social media channels. What about Amazon? Have you thought about that? Yeah, great question. Um, we've had multiple people sort of reach out saying, Hey, you know, what about Amazon? Are you guys on there? And we are thinking through that. Um, it's a little unique when it comes to Amazon, just because the way that they process and sell is is a slightly different, right? They're they're a huge powerhouse, um, and if you can compare it, it's a little unique compared to like the big box. Um, so we have not um, started that process just fully, but we have done investigation on how that would look for us if we were to, you know, um, collaborate with them and join their platform. It is so interesting to have all, all these options and it's uh, it can also be a little bit overwhelming, but it sounds like you have such a sensible approach, like you're not trying to look at all of them at one time, And um, but it is a little bit of a juggle, juggle isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you What's know your what? Favorite? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know what, as you go through things, you're going to learn what is successful and what's not for your business. And that's being able to pivot and adapt and be able to try new ways is really what helps you 
be successful within that business. Not everything's going to be perfect. Not everything's going mm. to, you know, be a win right off the bat. So much of it is one big experiment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So tell me um, what your favorite social media outlet is. You mentioned, and I see at your website, you have Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram linked. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I think um, I would say Instagram, I think, but also, you know, with now Instagram and Facebook being tied, it's very easy to be able to post on one of them and then being tied to the other. So I definitely do more of the posting on the Instagram side and I tag it to be able to post it straight to the Facebook. So it's like a dual thing. <laughs> and are, have you used Reels or uh, IGTV or any of those, uh, you know, working out or have you investigated those? Yeah. So we've definitely tapped into the reels. Um, we're liking it. It's fun. It's unique and it's short. So it's not too overwhelming, um, on creating that content. Uh, we have not tapped into the TV IGTV yet. Um, that's something that we definitely want to do. Um, so stay tuned on that. I think we'll probably launch more of that towards our brick and mortar and really sharing a lot more of the experiences and what's happening within the store. Mm -hmm. Again, all those options, right? So many options. Yeah. So um, any chance that you might add more products other than candles or in reads? Or are you sort of um, thinking along, you know, long term, I know right now, I'm not trying to say all the things, but um, any ideas about adding new things on sometime in the future? Just curious about that. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we definitely have our candles, our diffusers and our eco-friendly scented beads for anyone that doesn't like to have candles lit, but they want some type of scent and they can put them in the warmers, which is great. Um, we definitely want to play around with um, scrubs and such as we get, you know, the brick and mortar open and launch. I think that would be a fun experience. But another thing that we also want to look at is not just, you know, the pour your own uh, candle classes, but maybe, you know, collaborating with um, mixologists or for, you know, with plants and being able to have unique workshops that are not just candle based. So we're going to look into that and see how we can, you know, bring other local makers and collab with them. Sarah, who helps you in your business? Do you have employees or assistants or um, anybody to help you do? Because you're customizing things now. And also you obviously have a core line. What kind of team do you have? Yeah, great question. So I launched with myself and then I brought on my mom and my cousin, Thailand. Um, they're my right-hand women. They definitely help with a lot of a lot of my um, production to getting things launched. Mm -hmm. um, so they are definitely my right hand right now. Um, but a lot of it has been on me. And I think we're getting to a point where we're definitely are growing. Um, so we definitely will be adding more to the team, especially as we do brick and mortar. Um, our team will definitely be robust. Well, tell me about these scent beads. They're so cute. Yeah. So they're made out of cement. So uh, we found a vendor who exclusively, exclusively. Cement? Them. Yes. Cement. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. So they're eco-friendly. So you, That is so cool. Yeah. So you can either just keep them in a nice little sachet and put them in your car, your drawer, your gym bag, in the bathroom, um, or you can even put them in warm, uh, like a, you know, a wax warmer, and then it will give you a deeper throw, scent throw. 
So um, they're really unique and we're, we've had great feedback with them. And so they're kind of porous, like they absorb the fragrance. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, so you can refreshen them really easily. You can definitely do that. And typically they last about two to three weeks. So they're a nice little add-on, nice little gift. We love them. I am, I am just floored with the cement thing. I really am because I think that is so cool because you're used to seeing plastic with this stuff. You're used, that's what, that's what, well, that's not what's the only thing that's out there, but that's typically what is what people see at stores. I love the cement idea, the eco friendliness and the simplicity of that is just like, I want to go buy, get cement now <laughs> just, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a scent nut. I'm a crazy fragrance nut. So to be able to just like, maybe I'll go in my, um, in my driveway and see if there's any pieces coming up out of the driveway and put some fragrance on it. Like I would do that just to see what happened. Yeah. And um, it's, it's really unique. And we like the fact, you yeah. know, we are, we try to do all of our packaging and in, in the sustainability in our products. So it's important mm-hmm. for us to find something that's unique, but eco-friendly that could be reuse- reusable. It's not mm-hmm. the plastic of the world. Um, so that's really important to us. And we don't, we don't carry any, plastic products so I just cement I mean I never thought there'd be another use for cement I'm still stuck on the cement um but I love 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 the idea and I'm gonna have to get some because I'm that intrigued um and all the fragrances like what's your most popular one I see your core six and then you have the ability to customize what's your most popular scent in your core line um by far boss beach we, that boss is a beach. yep <laughs> okay so it looks like that's water lily dew rose and crisp apple yes it's a nice light fragrance um mm-hmm. it just it warms up a room it's not overwhelming at all and I think everyone just loves the name of it. You know, who doesn't like a boss beach? <laughs> like everyone does, right? Of course. And I love the idea of here, you've got one called Oh Honey, uh-huh. H-U-N-N-Y, um, tobacco, tonka, and honey. That's that's definitely speaking my language there. Those are kind yeah. of my deep, you know, bass note kind of sense that I love the most. But they all sound wonderful. And the colors are just so beautifully connected to what they are. Like the Boss Beach label kind of looks a little bit sandy mm-hmm. in terms of the color. Um, and it's really, really pretty. Everything is so beautifully done. So um, what do you see in the future for like makers? Like when you look across the maker landscape now and you look into the future, like give us, put on your little uh, crystal ball and tell us, what you see as possibilities for some of our listeners who might be new to entrepreneurship. Yeah, I think, you know, and this is just now tying in technology plus local makers. I can really see a platform that is a twist on a Amec or sorry, Amazon of the world and a YouTube of the world and a Etsy of the world where you're seeing these makers make things live and people can bid on them and, and get a one, one of a kind, unique piece. I could really see how we can create a platform that's showing these makers, making them, um, in real time and people being able to, you know, chat in what they like or, 
what they're thinking and being able to buy it right there. You know, mm-hmm. I think that would be a fun platform. Um, so hopefully someone will launch something similar to that. Cause that would be a cool, unique experience tying in, you know, makers and the technology side of it in the live experience. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's funny. It's so funny that you mentioned that because we have some members who sell crystals Mm-hmm. And they have these live crystal sales on IGTV. That's so they awful. go live and they have all the crystals. And of course, they're so beautiful and colorful. Like my, I'm salivating and my credit card is like falling out of my wallet. Um, but they go live, you know, you know, like maybe once a week or whatever. And they show you the gemstone. And of course, they twirl it around and it sparkles, you know, because gemstones tend to do that. And you, they teach you, like you talked about education earlier. So they'll talk about what this gemstone is for and why is it pink and what does it mean and how much does it weigh and how does it feel in your hand and all those things. And people just comment that they want to buy it and they do the transaction by email, like right there while they're talking. Like they have a couple of people, um, you know, obviously from the business that are helping all that happen. So um, that's just what I thought of when you said that. Is that kind of what you yeah. mean? Yeah, definitely. I think that is definitely at the forefront of it happening, Mm -hmm. obviously, as you can see, you know, and imagine like painters and painting and someone can say, oh, add some blue or add this, like that live experience, like really elevating it. Like what a cool concept. And and just, I just think like, you know, people want to see what, what's going into, you know, the making uh, process, right. Mm -hmm. Or you know, but also being there and virtually we know that's going to be part of our, you know, our, our new world because of COVID, right. Mm-hmm. Um, we still are going to really capture that virtual uh, world. So I think that's going to be really unique. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you this, like this was pre COVID, but there was a, a, a NPR uh, maybe four or five years ago, they had a musician a female musician that had, she had a band and I can't remember her name, but she actually had a 72 hour marathon that NPR recorded live video and audio where the audience could come and they cut an album right there in 72 hours. Oh, that's cool. So they had the audience saying, you know, the piano's too loud or, you know, change, you know, get rid of the violin or whatever it was. And they actually told this whole music several cuts for the CD with the audience. And um, there was a way, I think they only made like 500 of them and they were, they were pre-sold. So before the event, they were all sold. Wow. See, is that that. not amazing? That's it is. It is. And that's what people are going after. They want something unique. And that's cool. Uh, I like that. Isn't, I thought that was just the coolest idea. And of course, you know, I'm so I'm so um, impressed by all the artistry that we can see around us now. The internet for me is like one big canvas, like all the things and, you know, people that are talented in graphics like you and looking at all the colors, it's just, it just mesmerizes me. And so of course, when I, when I saw that, like a couple of weeks later, I actually went out and bought a flute because I was like so inspired by, I took some flute lessons and, you know, I just, I just, you know, I, I, I'll never be a flautist or what have you and never sell anything related to music, but just being able to 
see those sorts of things really draws you into the experience and it helps you remember. So, you know, the great thing too, I think about the experiential aspect that you talked about earlier is even if someone doesn't buy at that particular moment, they'll remember it and come back or they'll remember it and tell a friend. And that opens up so many doors for us as entrepreneurs that were closed before the internet. Yep, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. So Sarah, um, we want to know where to follow you, where to go to get your products and all the things so that we can uh, keep up with all the news and be uh, informed when you get this brick and mortar open. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can, our website is blankmason.com. You can sign up for our newsletter on the site um, where you'll see the get in touch. And then all of our hashtags or um, I guess handles, I should say, is going to be blank mason candles for all of our social media outlets. Okay, well, we look forward to it. And I want you guys to know blank mason. Um, just, you know, make sure you check them out. They're in Chicago, American Makers, and that's what we're all about here at Indie Business. And you can get reed diffusers, you can get the scent beads, and you can get the candles, and you can buy from the core line, or you can customize your own. So whatever mood you want to set in your personal surroundings, you can get a blank mason, and they will help you to uh, color it and scent it to suit your specific desires. That is such a cool thing, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Donna. It was a pleasure. And I'll talk with you guys soon. All right. Bye now. All right. Bye. Well, I hope this episode of Indie Business Podcast left you inspired, motivated, and excited about the future of your small business. Let's quickly review three of the most significant business insights Sarah and I discussed today. First of all, the power of learning to do tech things yourself. Sarah's technical service providers not only help her design her website, but they also teach her how to do some of the maintenance and updates herself. This empowers Sarah and is one of the main reasons she selected WordPress over Shopify. With her WordPress site, she has more control and ownership and can use plugins and learn how to customize and organize them herself without having to pay a monthly fee for the privilege. Number two, give your customers an experience. Don't you love the part where Sarah emphasized the point that it is so important to give your customers not just a great product, but a unique experience? She talked about how when she opens her brick and mortar, she will have scent specialists to guide and empower customers to learn about scent in an engaging environment. The experience is one of the important components of the brand that will draw friends and family back to it over and over again. And number three, the future of the maker world. Sarah looked into the future to describe platforms that showcase the making process in a format that allows buyers to participate in the creation of the products and then buy what they helped create right there on the spot. Can you imagine being able to do that? Who knows, really, maybe you can already. After all, almost anything is possible with technology these days. But what a great concept to not only buy a product, but to participate in a meaningful way in its creation. That just sounds so exciting to me. 
Well, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, won't you do me the honor of rating this podcast? It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing and inspiring people and stories featured on Indie Business Podcast. You can also share episodes from my blog at IndieBusiness.com to your favorite social media outlets. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, do it with me and say it with me. Enjoy your life, build your business, and have your way.